0: All right, Matt, the only way we're going to get out of this mansion is if we solve old man stuff's stupid puzzles. And it looks like there's another one over here on the stovetop. All right, let's see what we got here. All right. Okay. Is this a word puzzle? What is this? It looks, okay, it's like, it looks like it's kind of like a crossword, but the Hmm. letters maybe are settings on the oven itself, or I don't know.
1: Yeah, this is. This be I mean, I've I've been having trouble this whole time, you know this, and I I can't make heads or tails of this.
0: I know. Out this of is our... the frying pan and into the fire. Okay, well, that's old man stuff himself, always <sighs> always there to give us grief about the thing we just started trying to solve.
2: This puzzle will whet your appetite.
3: Oh my god.
2: It's Okay. Okay.
0: It looks like a okay, You might okay. need to
2: use your brain pans for this one. Brain
1: pans.
0: Dude, dude, we get it. We know what we have to do. We're just give us a moment so that we can concentrate.
1: Yeah, if we had more than one second to think, maybe we could.
2: If you can't out. solve this puzzle, you're on the chopping block.
0: Oh my <laughs> god. What it was he was he like auditioning to be like a game show host when he was alive? Like, what is this fucking dude's deal?
1: It's yeah. It's, are you? Do you have nothing else better to do than uh, haunt us and and write bad jokes? What are you talking? about? This puzzle
2: about? will test your skill its
0: skillets. Ugh. Fuck you, hey ghost, hey ghost. Why don't you suck a ghost dick, huh? Why don't you go do it?
1: Yeah. Why don't you eat a ghost gun, you bitch? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Saute or not
2: saute? That is the question. Part
0: of me what, wants that, to see when he starts looping because I feel like he's going to come around to the first one at some point, right?
1: I don't know. These have all been structurally similar, but different enough that I think there's hundreds.
2: Knife to meet your acquaintance.
0: Meat is spelled M E A T. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> You know what? He also sounds suspiciously like Nick.
4: Uh, h- uh, hey. Um, doxed, I guess, uh, again. Um, <laughs> I thanks for coming to my mansion. I just like, you know, so you, I've always wanted you guys to hang out, and it seems like this sort of puzzle, you know, escape room scenario was the best, best method to actually make this happen. So,
0: I don't understand how the contracts work at our job because Nick <laughs> has a mansion and I have a garage.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm tacoing
0: about. <laughs> what? <laughs> we painfully ponder plentiful puzzles and watch violently vicious full motion video in 1993 PC CD-ROM classic, The Seventh Guest. This week on How Did This Get Slay?
4: How did this get slayed? The show where we discuss the worst and weirdest. And where is everybody? Est, scream it like in that episode of the Twilight Zone. Horror video games of all time. <laughs> that third W is by at Griffin Kelly 003 Submit yours at pod hashtag www. I'm Nick. Jeff Goldblum is the Flyger, along with my co-host.
0: I'm shit hell rotting filth Bell. <laughs> 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 With my guest, or no, I'm sorry, with with our, my fellow host.
1: <laughs> uh, Matt, Appa, hunt ya. Hello,
0: everyone. <laughs> Hello, I'm going to hunt you. Hello, <gasps> everyone. And welcome back, bucket. But
4: scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Should have waited for that. Also, I thought we were doing Hell Everyone again.
0: Oh, oh shit. Oh, we are. Uh, oh. You know, this
5: is. What week is this? Two. This is. Yeah. You guys have gotten real lazy about this since I've been on your podcast last time.
4: <laughs> let's let's do it all again. Let's start over. Uh, we have a very very exciting guest and a very like I just I'm very interested in everyone's perspectives on this game because this was a this was a game that made a huge impact at the time and a game that I played as a youth and a game that I believe our engineer Devin also played a bit so. Uh, uh, so I'd like to hear his hakes on it when we get to it. But before we do that, before we descend into gaming hell with this week's spooky, scary game for how this gets laid, it is first time mm-hmm. to briefly touch on a game we're enjoying by spending 70 seconds in gaming heaven. And I reserve the first 10 seconds. Okay. I want 10 seconds of the 70. All right. OK.
0: Yeah.
1: Begin.
4: 10 seconds on Portal 2. I finished it. I loved it. It's a more complete overall game than Portal 1, but Portal 1 has higher highs, and it's too bad that Portal 3 will never happen. 10 out of 10. Let's go down to Heather Ann Campbell. Perfect. All
0: right. I set up my Valve Index, and I got to go into VR for the first time in a long time, and certainly a better VR experience than PlayStation VR. It is so good that it made me sad. <laughs> I The first... <laughs> First thing I did was I did Google Earth and I flew to my favorite bar in Paris, which was closed, which also means it will always be closed. I'll just oh, look man. at it, and it will always be closed. Oh no! And then I did an app where I got to go to the national parks, and it's photorealistic, and I wanted to start crying. Like I don't, I don't know what the intended. It's amazing, and oh, oh, and I booted up the thing, the sword. And, uh, how did this get played? Fans have told me to what games to get for this gaming PC. And I've been trying to get them and I got Sword and Sorcery or Blade and Magic or I don't know, it's a VR experience. And the first thing, the only thing I've seen is that it it starts with you looking in the mirror and there's a sword on your back and I was like, no way. No way. And I reached behind me and grabbed my sword and unsheathed it. And I just went...
1: Yes! Wow. <laughs> that's as that's, far
0: as I got in the game.
1: It's like exactly what you want.
0: <laughs> so I didn't even fight anyone. Oh, and I took the dagger and I threw it in the air and caught it with my other hand.
4: Fuck. It's
2: wow. fucking
0: great.
4: Game's right. I would have cut myself. <laughs> Is that time? Hey, listen.
0: <laughs> yes. it's time.
4: Let's introduce It's time, all right, to introduce our guest. Very, very excited to have them back. Writer, producer from Succession and Preacher and Monsterland, now streaming on Hulu. Mary Laws is with us. Hi, Mary.
5: Hello. Hi. Should I tell them my scary name, too? Yes, sure. please. My scary name is Mary Laws Boo. <laughs>
4: very I thought you were going to go Scary Claws, but that's a punch-up.
3: <laughs>
4: I,
5: I liked it, but in the rewrite, I rewrote it back to Mary Laws Boo. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Yeah, do
4: you are you someone? We're we're here in in October. This episode is releasing in October, the spookiest of months. Are you someone who's into spooky scaries?
5: Yeah, I like spooky scaries. Does that mean just general scary stuff? Yeah, yeah or like like
4: like are like you know? Are you are She's- you like Heather? Are you like unflappable,
0: but when it comes to horror? She's got mm-hmm. a Texas chainsaw massacre poster behind her. Yeah. Oh, head. I didn't Talking see to her that. On Zoom. Look at that. It was partly cropped out. Look at that Yeah, thing. my
5: I um I had to come up with a name for my um my company when I when I started producing and I called it um Story by Leatherface because I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, so I like this <laughs> I like, I like the spooky scaries a lot. I don't know if I would be I would I don't know if I would call myself unflappable there are certain things mm-hmm. that don't really bother me like like uh I don't know jump scares and stuff like that doesn't really bother me blood and gore doesn't really bother me so yeah I would say unflappable basically
1: <laughs> wow. How are how are you in a situation like a, like a Holly, a Halloween horror nights or something like where their their intent is to scare you
5: I'm probably like the least fun person person there and the most fun <laughs> so both I, I like to ride the uh, uh, like a large spectrum no I'll be sort of like oh that wasn't scary that wasn't scary I really like the um the haunted hayride mm-hmm. in LA oh wow um and it's but I find it you know it's like pretty it's like kind of cheap and and trashy which is also you know a brand of horror that I love so I'll be like oh, this isn't scary this isn't scary but then like They'll be like the guy who like runs around with the chainsaw in like the parking lot like before the you get on the ride and yeah. and I like to chase like him around. So it's like <laughs> who's chasing who? Um, I'm not chasing so, you. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm fun in that kind of in that way, but
4: <laughs> so, so I know that uh, when we, you know, what uh, we, we, uh, when, when we covered Night Trap on the show, Heather had said that you got very into Night Trap. And, yeah. and I know that Heather is, you know, like the, the big gamer in the household, but is there a, like, like, do, do horror games work for you? Have you ever had a horror game that really connects with you?
5: Yeah. I mean, I really liked Night Trap. I like, um, I like the games Heather's played on the show that have like, um, what i don't I'm not a gamer, I don't know what you call it live capture is that like a thing is that a thing? No, that's not the right Vi- thing I'm try- video what am I trying video trying to say right yeah like, video full stuff. motion
0: video got it go. yeah
5: it's it's just like a a brand of game that I've like never like I don't know it's not like really heather like what you generally will just like play for for fun and it's not a kind of game that I've ever really played before, so I think they're really fun. What was the one you were playing a while back, Heather that I really liked
0: her story? Yeah, oh, yeah,
5: I liked that one a lot. I got really into her story. Um, so her I don't story's know. I think, rad. Yeah, it was pretty rad.
0: Um, Mary also played PT when we were playing that last cojember, right? Yes. And she did not like it. <laughs> she was upset that I made her play it, and it, what did not want. She was like, "I don't want this. I don't like this. I don't Which want one to do is
5: this." PT? I've blocked PT it out was, of my memory.
0: PT was the one where you're in a hallway and all you have to do is like walk oh, around. No, 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 and-
5: I didn't like that one. No, no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> too scary, too scary, too scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but brilliant. I was I thought about it actually when when uh, I was playing this game because mm. um the of the maze in this game and like PT just is like so much just like walking down you know, like, a hallway and how terrifying it is to kind of just, like, not know what is at the end of the hallway. And uh, I definitely, not to just jump in, but I cheated on the maze, like, for sure. I I tried it, like, so many times. And then I was finally, like, must cheat. And even while cheating, it was very, very hard to, like, to complete the maze. But- I was reading like some, you know, some like reviews on the cheats or like some comments on the cheats. And and people were like, yeah, this scared the shit out of me when I was a, a kid. And I could only imagine being a kid, like not knowing what's going to jump out of a corridor. But, you know, not nothing jumped out. So P.T. I think is scary. Hey, guys.
0: Hey, boys. Yes. What were the scariest things that you saw? What were the scares in movies that scared you as a child?
4: Mm. I, I have, I have an answer and it's Great. very, it's, it's pathetic, oh. but <laughs> when I was, when I was eight years old, I saw a twilight, there was like a twilight zone marathon. I was at my grandparents' house and uh, they were like, it was you know, so they were just, I was watching a bunch of twilight zone episodes and you know, the two serve man episode Yeah, where it's like these aliens come to earth and they, it's a, this was parodied on the Simpsons. People probably know the parody more than the actual source at this point uh they they come these aliens come to earth and they have this book's to serve man and everyone boards their vessels to return to the alien planet and then they find out at, at the end the twist is to serve man
2: it's a cookbook <laughs> and that scared me
4: so much that i like couldn't sleep um i just my, my grandparents had a pool and like it was like too late but i was just like i just have to do something else so I, like went and just sat in the pool by myself alone at night <laughs> just to try to shake this horrific image out of my head, and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, so Wait, that, that that was it.
5: You were imagining what it would be like to boil alive.
4: <laughs> you oh, i didn't pool. make that connection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: immersion
5: therapy. <laughs> right.
4: Yeah, that I found that concept so scary of being eaten by an alien.
0: I, I feel Matt, like you got an should, answer? Yeah, Abadaka and and Mary. I feel like we should all answer this fun question. Uh,
1: for me, I mean, I. I guess I just knew I was never trying to watch anything I wasn't supposed to watch. So if like any adult told me that it was too scary, I was like, okay, well, you know better than me. Thank thank you for the heads up. I, I would never want to be scared. But I remember being interested because of the... The phenomenon surrounding uh, the Blair Witch Project. I remember being mm-hmm. interested in finding out what that was, but like mm-hmm. my mom wouldn't tell me. She was just like, like she just wouldn't tell me about the movie. And I, I asked my my aunt, and she told me, like, beat for beat, like what the movie was. And then she told me that it was real, and I started to cry. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who is it? Your gra- was it? Did my, you say your aunt. grandma? Oh, no, my aunt.
1: aunt. But my grandma, <laughs> my grandma took my mom to see The Exorcist when she was um, six. Like, Hell uh, wow. so like, by, so <laughs> I think there was just like a weird horror thing in my house. I like horror movies now. Like, I'll watch them now, and like my mom also likes watching them now. But for a long, my mom won't own a copy of The Exorcist. She won't do it. Like, there's just uh-huh. like, and I've and I've never seen it. I think because it was not a, sh- a movie that was shared, in, like, mm. right. in my family. But we 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 like scary stuff now. But then she was like absolutely not no you're i'll never let you watch a scary anything
4: when your aunt told you it was real uh was she lying or did it cuz a lot of people at the time thought that it was. it was marketed as it was real
1: i i am guessing you know i don't think she's funny enough to prank me like that so i'm pretty sure she <laughs> <laughs> she wow. probably marketing just marketing works
5: thought, on your aunt
0: <laughs>
1: yeah
5: yeah, yeah they, they
1: they got her they they really tricked wow. her she might still think it's real
0: I think I've told this story on the podcast before that I saw Blair Witch here in Los Angeles. I was here for the summer and it was uh, showing in one theater uh, sort of near Santa Monica uh, pre-release. And it was billed as a documentary. Mm -hmm. And I walked out of the theater afterwards and was like, what? I mean, what world is this? (laughs) Like my friend, my friend Josh and I are just kind of like, so are ghosts real? Like like, just like more confused than, and just like how, I mean, what else? What was that?
1: Yeah. Like the ethics of making that movie too. Like, can they do that? (laughs) Did they tell the police?
5: They did a similar marketing thing with um, Paranormal Activity, right? The first right. one, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember going to see that one and having a a very similar experience, and and like standing in the line like all around the block and then going in. And um, I, I can't remember. I don't think they said it was real, but I think it was like weird stuff happened on set while they they were filming it, and some mm-hmm. of it was like caught. I don't I don't remember, but it was. It was a similar marketing uh, tactic, and it yeah, it worked on me as well.
4: Um, my brother worked at the same company at that guy when he had a day job, and so it was just a thing. It was like like oh, what well, I don't know the guy's name is like yeah, Phil's making a movie. Oh, how about that? Good luck, Phil. You know he's just like <laughs> kind of like doing this thing and it's like a fucking Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah,
1: he massive franchise.
5: Yeah, massive franchise. I like unabashedly
1: like love every single one of those movies. I love them. They're like mm-hmm. my favorite. They're so fun.
5: They're so, so good. And it was also like, I don't know. I think Blair Witch like started this thing of sort of like indie horror, you know, hmm. a, a new wave of indie horror right. and paranormal activity was like a part of that. And I think that's, I don't know. I, I think that was so such an exciting time for horror. I was for scared sure. of like, I was never really scared of horror movies. I was scared of like, more real life stuff. There were a couple of real life, like there were movies that were, the, the fear was like based in sort of reality that I wouldn't watch. Like I wouldn't watch um, Tuck Everlasting. Did you guys know that? Um, that movie and that, that book?
4: Yeah, I've, I've seen the it, movie. I remember the book.
5: Is, it that a, is that about the guy
0: who invents the car?
4: No, that's Tucker, no. a man in his dream.
5: Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, no, different one. No, this one is, um, Heather and I, I think, have very opposite fears about this, but my my fear, it, it scared me so much when I was a little kid that you could accidentally, like, drink from a stream, which is what happens in the book. He, like, accidentally drinks, the whole family accidentally drinks from the stream, and then they just live forever. And when I was yeah. really, really young, I was like, that is the scariest thing that I can possibly imagine <laughs> having to exist in this cruel, cruel world <laughs> <Right>. forever. <laughs> Whereas I think Heather would be um, uh, quite happy to live forever and ever. She oh, wanna, I you would. Get, yeah, you want to get frozen. I would love to get frozen.
0: <laughs> My, um, That's not a joke. My uh <laughs> No, I know. Not that's a joke why at I'm all. laughing. <laughs> yeah. Not a joke. We're laughing. The other <laughs> day I told serious her I was yeah, like
5: no. I'll get frozen with you, honey. We could get frozen together and it was the happiest I've seen you
0: look in a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's what we call character consistency. That even <clears throat> <laughs> you can predict the conversations that Mary and I have in our house. Uh, by listening to the podcast and being like, hmm, is that something that a robot would want? Yep. Okay, great. <laughs> Wait, I want to tell the scare. I w- so when I was a kid, my parents, I know, I think I've told that I, that my kindergarten showed us horror movies, right? I think yes. I've said that either. Okay, yes. great. Um, so I had a really <laughs> early exposure to, <laughs> to horror movies. And then I, uh, my mom and dad wanted to show me Predator when I was like seven or eight or something. Uh, And then what they wanted to do was pause it over and over again and show me how it was made. Cause they were like, movies aren't Hmm. scary. They're like a big theater experience. Mm. So all you can you like, we'll pause when the scary stuff happens and show you how they did it. And I was like, okay. And we made it a third, two thirds through predator. And I was like, not scared. Totally fine. Then my evil grandmother came home and she was (laughs) staying with us at the time and she came in and was like you're showing her this movie and i was like i'm not scared and my mom and dad were like yeah but we're showing her how it works and she's like what i mean sure that works for now but what is she gonna do when she starts thinking that it could happen and I was like, "Wait, what?" And she, she was like, "She was like, because she'll watch this, and she'll know at some point that this could happen to her, or it could happen in the real world." And I don't I was think like,
5: she understood the lesson.
0: Like, <laughs> my my fear went from zero percent to a hundred percent in yeah. like two sentences because wow. I went from. They're showing me the makeup on the Predator and showing me like where the costume is by pausing this VHS to, wait, is this movie a warning? Is this a thing (laughs) that might happen to me? And then I was scared for a week.
1: It's awful. The headline to this for me is um, that Heather's grandma thought Predator was real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
3: (laughs) I
5: I think uh, I think Heather's grandmother was projecting herself
0: into the predator. (laughs) Not a not a great woman, not a great person. (laughs) What if I hunted you?
5: (laughs) When I hunt you, when I.
4: I do have one more question for Mary before we we get into this week's game, which is that in in the time since we last recorded with you, Matt and I have both been inside Heather's gamer garage. I'll yes. call it. Which yeah. it, I to me, I'm like this is the coolest place I've it's ever so been. Cool, but, yeah. So so like, the, is this like like? Uh, I mean, is is this a? Are you regularly in there? Or you just kind of like now she goes in there and does her own thing. What is your relationship um, to this section of the to house? Her,
5: to her garage. Well I mean it's hers it's her space and she can do whatever she wants in it but I, we have a lot of fun I think in the in the garage i I think sometimes when you're working, I'll come and sit on the couch and do work in there with you and then we really like to watch movies and it was it was a really um it was a great sort of like um fun space for us during lo- major lockdown cuz we went in right. there a lot and we she's got a really great big screen television with a really cool lighting system you can probably explain more what the lighting system is heather
0: I've it's- synchronized my hue sync I've si- my hue lights are synchronized to my television so when you're watching say terminator 2 mm-hmm. and Sarah Connor Connor is hit by a wall of fire. The room turns orange.
5: Yeah, it's really, really cool. And so we kind of we started doing these like Friday night when we couldn't like go to the movies because Heather really, really loves going to the movies. And that was something we did together a a lot. And so we started having our own movie nights in Heather's garage and we would get like um, uh, like a spicy chicken sandwiches and sit and watch, like, yes. a movie that was, like, sort of on. We have an ongoing list of, like, movies we love that the other person hasn't seen. So we watched oh, wow. a lot of great movies in there. We watched um, we watched Fish Tank, which is a movie I love, that Andrew Arnold movie. We watched some really great Bong Joon-ho in there over lockdown. These are, like, some of my favorite lockdown memories, actually.
0: We watched wow. Alien. Mary had never seen Alien. Wow,
5: I had never embarrassingly never seen Alien or Blade Runner. We watched Blade Runner Mm -hmm, recently, mm -hmm. so um, yeah, I it's a it's a really it's such a fun space. And we also play We Jeopardy. (laughs) We really like (laughs) this is where our gaming interests collide. Yeah, We Jeopardy, (laughs) which I think I can't wait for your mom to visit because I think she's gonna. Kick, kick, kick both of our Jeopardy. asses in We
4: Jeopardy. Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah. Sure. for sure. Yeah. Why, why the Wii release?
0: Well, we did research. <laughs>
4: uh-huh. And
0: so the, the way this started is that, you know, I have that EverDrive for my N64, and it ha- it's loaded with all the N64 games ever made. And we were scrolling through and like a bunch of games that we played when we were a kid, and we played like Snowboarding Kids and all the, yes, I love Snowboarding Kids. <laughs> and one of the uh, one of the games was Jeopardy, and it was like, how? I wonder if this is any fun, just like a board game. And we played that, and we played it so much that we started looping questions. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, what release? Because the most modern releases of Jeopardy give you multiple choices for the answers, and that doesn't work. No. Like the only wanna, way that Jeopardy we want to yeah.
5: test each other's actual knowledge, right? It. Uh, so it's a more and, fair fight.
0: So, Wii Jeopardy was the last time that you were allowed to input uh, the text for your answer, and the Wii Remote made it easy because you pointed the letters on the screen.
4: Um, I I will I I streamed some. It was actually very a very fun Twitch game when I was doing more streaming. I streamed the Game Boy Advance Family Feud, um, <laughs> and I did some and I did some moder- I did some of the the PlayStation Four Family Feud as well. Uh, but it would the Game Boy Advance one is fun because it'll be questions like like. Uh, you know, we asked 100 women who's their ideal husband, and then since this game came out in like, you know, the mid or the you know the 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 late '90s, early 2000s, the answers are like Mel Gibson, number one answer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's go back. Uh, let's go back even further into the '90s. Into this week's game, the seventh guest.
0: The seventh guest is a 1993 haunted house simulator. If haunted houses were designed by IBM and voiced by the creepiest guy in line at the pharmacy. <laughs> uh, other games. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> some editorializing <laughs> but Okay, uh,
0: no that's from Wikipedia that's directly from Wikipedia
1: it's on the box other, uh, the <laughs>
0: the <laughs> uh, other games that were released in 1993 include Doom, Myst, Star Fox Mortal Kombat 2 and uh, Nick Weiger's favorite Day of the Tentacle
4: oh right? yeah we, co- we love covered that D.O.T.T. On, fucking this, love uh, that on this game. Pod. Just, a lot of fun
0: You sucked on that tentacle. Uh, Too much? Too much. Too much. (laughs) Too much. much. Uh, It was produced by Chillbite and originally released by Virgin Interactive Entertainment in April 1983. It's one of the first computer video games to be released only on CD-ROM. Most games previous to this were released as diskettes that you would then change in and out, in and out, in and out. And this was a major development for PC games. Uh, and it was released for DOS, CDI, Mac OS, Windows, iOS, OS X, and Linux. Um, Bill Gates called The Seventh Guest the new standard in interactive entertainment. Uh, this was the CD-ROM game that sold CD-ROM drives to people back in the day because previous to this, games were not interactive films. Um, and today... Uh, My first bit of editorializing is that um, it plays like a game where you're supposed to be blown away by moving down a hallway slowly. (laughs) And that's, it's a puzzle game. And the plot of the game is that you are a guest or you break into a mansion. I'm not quite clear. Uh, And you solve puzzles, (laughs) which then reveal movie clips of a past event that happened in the mansion when a man named Stealth... Uh, yes. <laughs> Henry. All right, look. The the intro to this game doesn't need so many steps.
4: So much context. So, so much backstory.
5: Much I I I fucked up in the in the intro to the game. I found I I was I was watching it and I was with it and I was like, oh okay, this guy's having visions of of dolls and he's gonna make them and somehow they're haunted or doing something bad to the kids. But then I accidentally pressed some button and skipped, like, a whole chunk and then suddenly was just in a house. So, honestly, story-wise, I have no idea how I got there and and what, <laughs> what I was supposed to be doing doing. Um,
4: Yeah, you could watch it in in its entirety and be in the same mental state. It doesn't really
3: clarify (laughs) much.
0: Well, why don't I read the plot synopsis of that section that Mary missed from Wikipedia itself? The game begins with a flashback to 1935 in the town of Harley-on-the-Hudson. A drifter named Henry Stauff kills a woman to steal her purse, beginning a series of deplorable acts. He has a vision of a beautiful doll and the next day begins carving it. Just, Again, so he kills a woman for his, the purse, Yes, sees a vision of the doll, starts carving the doll. He trades the doll for food, drink, and a place to stay at a local tavern. Stauf then has other visions of dolls and toys and crafts and sells these as well. Stauf becomes a successful toy maker. He uses his fortune to build a mansion at the edge of town following another vision. At the same time, several children possessing Stauf's toys contract a mysterious illness and die. Stealth disappears into his mansion and is never seen again.
4: Yeah, it's, it's the, it's, to me, it's the drifter thing. And especially, so this game is an FMV game and, 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 you know, Mary mentioned her fandom for this, for this genre. And I, I have affinity for it too. I think it's like even something like this that's, that's like the, this lo fi, uh, you know, very, very early 1.0 version of it. I still kind of just like the, uh, you know how, how kind of how janky the video looks and how specific it, it it looks and sounds, but the acting in this is very and the wardrobe is very very broad. It's mm-hmm. all like it's like a community theater production. Where the only note the director gave was bigger
3: like everyone everyone's
4: so like so like when the woman the woman gets murdered by Stauff the drifter, she's like, "Oh no, my purse and just, ah. it's just like this is how you're,
5: they went you're getting, it. like they the went table for it. set for the game yeah, they went for yeah. it. It's,
1: everything's played at a hundred. I will say if you were doing it, I would like it more I think.
5: <laughs> yeah, no, that was be- that was maybe better than some of the actors <laughs> in the game. It really, it felt nostalgic in that way, though, because I was like, I did a lot of community theater growing up, and I was like, oh, I know these people. Like they, right. they, they got paid a day or two salary to come and and do the seventh guest, and now they're immortalized in this, yeah. in this game.
4: No, God bless him. I mean, I I, I love it. And it kind of adds to the charm of the game. We, we should, you know, Heather, you touched on this and I do want to get into this, the story, but I, I, and how this plays, but this is like this game along with mist, which comes out the same year was seismic. For PC gaming, uh, you know, like like uh, they the sales of CD-ROM drives in the wake of these games like increased like 300 percent. This was a This was the equivalent of a system seller for a console for a uh, peripheral for a computer. People were buying CD-ROM drives just to play these games, which and
0: is, which is funny also because a lot of the early reviews for this game talk about the fact that you can have a top of the line PC and probably still have trouble playing Seventh Guest. Right. Like, because all of the driver issues, because this was such new technology that playing the game itself was a bit of a feat.
4: Yes, and we had a... I played this game as a kid, and we had a single-speed CD-ROM drive, which is like... like I think the PlayStation... Even the PlayStation 1, I think, had a double-speed uh, CD-ROM drive. A single-speed CD-ROM drive is so fucking slow. There was just so much spin-up. And so much loading to stream all of this, uh, uh, this data, uh, it, it, it allowed things like 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 full motion video and speech and the, uh, you know, the book audio, although I think this game actually uses MIDI, which were like so completely from an audio visual standpoint, like just blew your mind versus everything else that you were playing on PC or consoles at the time.
5: It it still kind of blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, I don't play a lot of games, but I, I feel like it's cool every time.
0: I, I would love to go back to. So I know I understand that what we're witnessing is a, akin to like the first movie, you know, like it's like, right. wow, the train looks like it's going to hit me. And yeah. that's enough for the movie to be sold across the country. People are lining up because they're like, what if the train hits me? Or as my grandmother would have put it, when the train hits you. <laughs> but so, so the novelty of the thing existing is the reason it was selling. But I want to play a clip of the actual acting in this game, so that we, so that the audience who hasn't played Seventh Guest gets into the headspace of what it's like to interact with this game.
2: Old man Stauff built a house and filled it with his toys.
0: Six
6: guests were
2: invited one night. Their screams, the only noise. Blood inside the library, blood right up the hall, dripping down the attic stairs. Hey guests, try not
3: to fall. Nobody came out that night.
2: Not one was ever seen. But old Madstone, is waiting there. <laughs> Crazy. Sick and
4: me. Love the delivery bean.
0: My first note I wrote on my notes while playing the game is: "This is like hanging out with Matt and Nick for hours." <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a game where saying something with inflection is supposed to equal a joke.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I will say there. Is, so Stauff is the presence who the the ghastly presence who you're trapped in this mansion. Your soul is trapped in this mansion, or you know you're playing it all from the first person perspective, um, and figuring out your identity as you go by solving puzzles and so Stauff himself is like this disembodied voice as you're doing this and he is pr- a pretty constant audio presence as you're constant. trying to solve all these puzzles constant and I, I did like some of his clips.
3: no like, <laughs> this guy, this guy doesn't, doesn't shut the fuck up all he does is talk
4: yeah. this
1: guy yeah <laughs> but like the, you know the,
4: there's a bunch of chess puzzles there's one with a bunch of knights and he's like don't take all night. You know, and then, and then there's a there's there's a puzzle with moving grates along, and he's like, "I think you'll find this rather grating."
1: Yeah, but, so um, that, but that's I, I feel like that's too that's one to one. That's not really a joke. That's, that's like, what I like about it. That's, that's the level I'm operating at. Because in the cans one too, he goes, "I don't think you can do this," and I was like, "Okay, so
4: yeah." Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you my favorite, and, and my favorite is not this. My favorite, my favorite is actually pr- was was decently clever, but uh, the dollhouse puzzle, which I think is maybe the last puzzle you solve mm-hmm. uh, before you see the the ending. It's, it's like a dollhouse and you're trying to, to to you know, uh, connect a bunch of turn on window lights so that you can ascend levels. They're all like little things like this. Um, but the uh, but his quip is this puzzles on the house.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty, yeah, pretty good. It holds up. It's literally it on up. the house. I,
0: I was I was listening to before I got a chance to play it. Mary was playing it on the couch. And I was, I think, doing, like, reading a book or doing something else or prep. I don't know what I was doing. Uh, and all I heard over and over again was, uh, was, God, what was it? It was like, I, I... I don't think that's the point of the right. puzzle, right. over and over and over again. I got, I got again. really,
5: really, really stuck in the maze, and I think that seems to be like a common uh, denominator with like people who play yes. this game. Is that the maze is is just a it's just a piece of trash game to get <laughs> a puzzle to get through? And I finally, I I tried doing it because I understood that there was a map, right? In the in like an upper level house. Yes, or, on the or rug. upper level of room rather. And so like if you could, you know, figure out what all the turns were. So I tried to do that for a while and I literally like went up there and I was like writing like left, right, left, right. And um I couldn't I couldn't do it and I spent probably I spent about 4 days playing this game and I I think I spent 2 days wow. just like figuring out not not straight days let's be real right. but like <laughs> but like but like multiple chunks of hours like trying to do the maze cuz I after a while it was so hard I got like determined oh I'm going to I'm going to crack this on my own and and then it was just like me and and st- and stealth against each other, and it felt real. Yes. But then I I finally today I was like I need I want to get a little farther in the game before we we record this, and so I, I I found a cheat. But even the cheats were really hard to do. Yes. Because I would right. watch like a, a walkthrough of someone else doing it, and I would write down. I wrote it on my on my notebook like. Uh, Like left, f- go forward, 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 left, right, left, right. And I, I still couldn't get it. It took me multiple times. It, w- it was the hardest puzzle, I think.
0: Mary just held up what looked like the Da Vinci Codex, like
3: <laughs> straight to camera,
0: like it, like it's some chart of like incomprehensible signs written in mirror language.
3: Uh, the, it,
4: that, yeah. that puzzle sucks, and and it's also kind of a <laughs> microcosm of the frustrations of this game because so it's sandwiched between there's a great puzzle, uh, mm-hmm. the the grating one I mentioned. I didn't see. Mm-hmm. I didn't say. It. I don't mean great. G R A T E. There's a grating puzzle. And then there's there is you have to go through the maze to get to a coffin puzzle. Mm-hmm. Both of those puzzles that bookend it are simple. They are yes. so easy. They're easy little, you know, tile puzzles that you can just brute force your way through in 15 seconds. I, and the, I think
5: I did the great puzzle. I I did it, yeah. I ended up doing it like I mean like 30 times because right. I kept trying to do the maze but then also I found some secret passage that kept sending me back to the grate and I was just like oh no like I can't I can't do this one again but it it was fun that was a fun puzzle
4: yeah. So so you'll have so some puzzles are like, you know, pretty easy. Some puzzles are fun. Some puzzles are completely inscrutable. And I would not recommend attempting attempting them without a guide. I absolutely cheated my way through the maze. And it's because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. This sucks. And like you're saying, and you'll see this in the guides, it'll be things like it, here here's the issue with the maze. Is that it's not like it's a grid-based movement. Nothing in this game is like grid-based. It's all like this pre-rendered animation that you'll see, like, you know, sending yourself down a hallway. Right. Um, And so it's really hard to have a sense of where you are spatially, even with the map. Because you're like, well, I don't know how far I went forward. It's not like I went forward a single step. I went forward, like, down a whole hallway, and then I turned right, and that's just me turning in place. But then I turned left, and that's me weaving my way down another hallway for some reason.
5: I There ended up, I realized in the maze puzzle after doing it for, like, the hundredth time that there were Mm -hmm. vocal clues when you got to certain turns and those ended up being really helpful and every time I got to right. like a vocal clue, Castalf would chime in and he would say something like, oh, you shouldn't go down that hallway and I, yeah. I, I knew oh, yes, fuck, I'm at the hallway that I should go down um, <laughs> Yeah,
1: and
4: then I'll hit you with a You're doing amazing. (laughs) Heather's so mad.
0: I fucking hated this game so fucking much. Like, if you're at home and you haven't played this, the pleasure of the game is supposed to be that it is this environment you can explore, but it is akin to watching a Silicon Graphics demo of what a house is supposed to look like. <laughs> so like you're like, sure. oh shit, I'm moving down a hallway at a snail's fucking pace and that's supposed to blow my mind. Like I'm Bill Gates in 1993 being like, holy shit, did you move down that hallway? It's it's not, <laughs> and then the, the puzzles are bad and I hate, and well, we know- From this fucking show that I hate puzzles, I hate them. I fucking, it's a whole game is puzzles. It's
5: because you can't do them, honey. That's okay, I'll do them for you. (laughs) I'll teach you how to cheat on the puzzles. (laughs) But also the
0: reward for finishing a puzzle are these maddening little vignettes. And please, Matt, play the next vignette, which happens after you beat, I think, the cake puzzle, or maybe it's at the beginning of the cake puzzle.
2: I guess our host wants us to fend for ourselves.
0: (laughs) Oh, I've tasted better
3: fare.
2: At least he left his regrets.
3: I'll show you mine if you show me yours.
2: I, uh, I don't know. uh...
0: Oh, it says that we're each to have a piece. Exactly the same, including the symbols. Why, that's impossible! So.
5: That it, it was that, possible, though. It, we, yeah, it was. It. it was pretty easy and very possible.
0: But so that's the that's the the counterweight to these puzzles and mazes and fucking environments is that you get these little scenes where somebody's like, oh, ah. Uh, I've never had a glass of wine before. <laughs> and you're like, what "Right. F- what
5: is happening?" I think I think the concept of the game is really good though. Like I I think with uh, I think if they updated the 7th guest to like a 2021 7th guest, I'd be really into it because it's it checks a lot of boxes for me. I like puzzles and right. I like what do you call it again when the when they're real actors? Full, full motion, motion video,
4: video. FMV. Yeah,
5: full motion video. um and and um, and I liked the doll, the like secret, you know, the souls of the doll, the children were going into the dolls. I don't know. I think right. like imagine like a, a version where like there was a mashup of like clue meets this video game meets. Um, that P- PT, like it could be really scary and, and cool, I think.
4: Yeah. So, so they, so there is a remaster on steam and that's what I played, but it's not at all a remaster. It's, it's the, yeah. it's the original assets. It's not, you know, and honestly, I, I think, I, I, think I read that it's actually just the version on, on steam, um, which is also a little buggy and janky uh is just a is just a, itself a port of the mobile version because this game got p- ported to iOS and Android earlier so it, it's it's pretty bare bones but like for instance mist which also uh, you know it was the other big game of this of the FMV uh you know CD early CD-ROM era mm-hmm. i believe got a full remake that's in that has that, that it like it's, it has smooth scrolling. Like it's just a first person g- uh, game and like, yeah, a first person adventure version of this that also kind of like, you know, refine some of the jankier elements I think could, I could actually be really fun. They did release a fan sequel. I think it's called the 13th doll. Um, it's a fan made <laughs> sequel. And I wonder how that would play, but
0: I have yeah. a confession about miss, yes mm-hmm. which is that when I worked at a video game store, uh, People would come in. This was at the uh, end of the CD-ROM era, I guess. But people would come in and they would ask for Mist because it was mm-hmm. so iconic that it didn't, you would just keep, people just, it's like going into a video store and asking for Star Wars. Like, right. oh, do you guys have Mist? And I would lie and say that we were out of stock because I didn't want anybody to play that game anymore. <laughs> Why? What? Wow. you
4: like Jack Black in High Fidelity.
5: <laughs> I, my, the CD-ROM game I played a lot when I was a kid was, um, it was a Titanic game. Did anyone ever play oh, yeah. that game? That yes. game was lit. And and um, <laughs> I I went home like not long ago and and played it. We still had the CD-ROM, and I was still able to play it with my brother. We used to spend hours playing that game, and it, it was amazing. And but we played Myst as well. It, it, yeah, CD-ROM games were um, amazing.
4: Uh, yeah, and, and uh, Titanic and Interactive Journey. I believe that was it. Yeah,
5: yeah, an Interactive Journey. There, yeah. That was it.
4: There's also Titanic Adventure Out of Time.
5: Oh no the that one that it was over. it that was it that one's the one and it okay. was like you had to you had to like um, uh, save the Titanic from sinking and and there was like a, a a clock on it and you had to like know the right order to talk to people it was so so fun
4: <laughs> um, yeah I, I I remember liking because you know I remember in enjoying this game and then getting frustrated with it and then eventually giving up on it but I it was it is definitely the kind of game that and I think part of why it was such a sensation. Is that it? It did, along with Mist, kind of appeal to people who maybe you know weren't gonna play a a, a Sonic the Hedgehog or a Street mm-hmm. Fighter, you know, or a or even like a PC uh, a more a PC game like a uh, Master of Orion or Day of the Tentacle of the era, you know. They they were just like, but this looks like oh, this looks like some this this looks very fancy, and the gameplay is maybe not intuitive. But it's accessible enough for someone who maybe doesn't have hand-eye coordination and know the the conventions of video games. That, I mean, this is like a this is like a this is like a dad game. My dad played this.
5: Did it scare you when you were a kid, Nick? Because when I was looking at um uh again, like the like when I cheated, all all of the sort of <laughs> like uh comments were like, this used to scare the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Yes. And, and yeah.
4: I think it was a little too old to be scared by it, but I definitely, you know. I think I just wanted it to be hornier. There, there's point. There's points <laughs> where, it's, horny, where it hints yeah. that it's going to be horny, uh, but but it's like, and hmm. and since it's so campy, you think it's maybe going to be a, a horny horror movie, but it never really gets there.
5: I I felt there there were like pe- pedophilia undertones in in the, <laughs> yeah. in the game. It, yes, re- and so. I hope you didn't mean that kind of horny. I, I, I know well, no. you well, and I, I assume no. that you did not. No. Um,
4: Certainly was not hoping I, there was more of that in the game.
5: I don't know. I, <laughs> more of the little boy running away from all the adults who want to um, catch, catch him. Yes, yeah. Um, was what you were talking about. I, I assume that's why Bill Gates liked it. Uh, too soon. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
0: i want to talk about the music in this game because it's not good and i don't like it how dare you and strong
5: disagree strong disagree no it's excellent i like it no i would i would listen to it like on background while i'm just like cooking what
0: oh no oh no (laughs) Oh, I thought I thought Mary and I were going to We're going to spend our lives together. (laughs) (laughs) We
5: are listening to this music.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Very well going to be frozen, but the soundtrack for this game has to play on a loop the whole time.
5: (laughs) I liked it. And when it stopped, because, well, you know, sometimes I'm not sure if my game would glitch. My game often glitched and I would have to. It's very um, glitchy. um, And and Apodaca, I heard you, you like had a save issue when you were yeah starting or something I, like that
1: i wish i had found your skip button your magic skip button because i i i got through a couple puzzles hadn't saved uh and in it like i accidentally like exited out of the game and i couldn't skip the what felt like 15 minute long intro i had to watch yeah. it again uh, Oh and no. I, I, I had seen it already so i wish i could oh, skip it uh yeah. so it was just there was just yeah it was uh that was that. That was an absolute nightmare. Uh, well, I was I like did.
5: compulsively saving after I heard that. I like would go into another yeah. room and I would like immediately save because it, it kept glitching. But one of the main glitches was that the music would just suddenly like go out. And every time it yeah, went out, same. I was like, "Oh, bum- bummer!" I was really enjoying these tunes, these sweet tunes, Heather. <laughs>
4: Uh, I, I want to hear what the, the the track that heather heather played but I do want to note real quick while we're talking about saving that that my my experience playing this on Windows 10 it was so janky that I could not save I had to rely on the auto saves uh because if I I could if I even opened the menu for this game in game it would crash so oh, no. it, it, it's just it's a pretty it's a pretty janky port just it's good that it's playable on modern hair hardware but just just beware um but go ahead heather
0: well, I, I would like before I before we play this, I do want to say that the the uh, music was composed by George Sanger uh, and he has a the huge, fat man. Yeah, he's he's got a huge, huge library of video game scores and a legendary lot of them. Composer. Yeah, he's a legendary composer. So my personal dislike of this soundtrack is not an indictment of the composer or. Or the work he put into it—it's just not for me because I think the longer we're on this podcast, the more I realize I'm dumb and a jock when it comes to video games. <laughs> 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 so, Abadaka, would you uh, would you play that that music for us?
1: This is yeah making me ill.
0: It doesn't, when does this play? I I don't know. Constantly through the whole fucking game. <laughs> it's the the heart puzzle. Oh, the yeah, heart puzzle. Okay. this one's the heart puzzle. Yeah, it's like it's like a demo is playing on a MIDI keyboard and somebody else is playing at the same time. I love it.
4: Yeah, I don't mind it, especially in that context. So that's kind of an urgent sort of. You know of what it deal.
5: reminds me of a little bit? It reminded me of um. The White Lotus uh, theme, the <laughs> oh, music yeah. from the TV show. Mm. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, well, while we're talking audio here, uh, I do want to bring in our engineer Devin Bryant, who I believe uh, was telling us. I, I I think what he said, and, and and he can he can characterize his own thoughts when we said we were going to talk about this game ne- uh, on an episode
6: was I love the seventh guest. Uh, so mm-hmm.
4: Devin, do you have a history with this game.
6: Yeah, I mean, given that I haven't played it since 1994, that may be overselling it to say <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> it may be more accurate to say I have just really this is good memories Devin's of right
5: favorite game. <laughs> yeah, my absolute
6: favorite game. Um, <laughs> no, you know, this is around the era where I mean, my video game. Um, era is really just like up until the TurboGrafx-16, honestly, and then I kind of jumped ship when I got a guitar and just became Mm -hmm. obsessed with learning to play every instrument I could get my hands on. But this computer game thing was kind of like an extra little oasis of like, oh, you know, I actually really, I enjoy the puzzle aspect, certainly. I love puzzles and I'm I'm into that. I love the creepiness of it because I'm super into horror movies, etc., um, really though, I mean, Mist and Riven kind of kicked the seventh guest's ass. I don't think I ever finished the Fair. seventh guest. I think I got lost in the maze and I never actually completed it. <laughs> M- Mist, on the other hand, we were obsessed with me and my, my, uh, two friends who I started my first band with, we were obsessed with beating Mist and we would stay at uh, our one friend's house who had it for like four or five days straight to try and beat that thing. And it was so satisfying to, to to land a puzzle because there weren't right. walk there weren't walkthroughs and things that you could, you know, that you, you couldn't check oh, with yeah. anybody, you know? So mist was just, we just got to brute force. This thing, we got to figure it out and you'd get burned out and you'd be like, okay, you're up, Chris, you got to come here. It's your turn. Try and figure this one out. Um, seventh guest had a little bit of that, but I, yeah, I just like the creepy vibe. And to be honest with you, I really like the music.
0: Hell yeah. hey. <laughs> so, so if you like the music, I'm sure you liked the end credits music. Oh wait, no cuz you never finished it. But you should hear the end credits music. I can't wait. Because it is um totally inconsistent with the rest of the music in the game. <laughs> uh, uh,
6: uh. 48 years of
1: living an angel. Uh, in wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Heather, this is going to be our first dance at our wedding. <laughs> this might be like the only thing I've liked
1: of this so, so far. <laughs> what, um, are you
6: serious? This is actually the end credit music yeah, for that's this the end game? Credits,
0: yeah, that's the end credits music for this game. It's a stealth theme. Why?
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, I don't know I, I it, it is a little bit uh, asynchronous with the rest of the game I guess it probably the, the story does kind of end on a a little bit of an up note you know it's it's but um yeah, yeah it, I, it, it is a little bit note, of a disconnect
5: well died. in a sense how but, does but it in end the sense I, pla- I don't know how it ends I didn't I didn't get that far so basically, what's happening in the in the story,
4: and 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 just to, to summarize other elements where people haven't played it, it's like you know there's these you basically are the seventh guest. There are six guests at this part, the six apparitions at this party, and you're seeing little vignettes as you go through, explore the mansion and solve puzzles of what what happened with them. And they all usually ha- they all had some ironic wish, or they had some wish that was ironically fulfilled by Stauff. Uh, you know, so somewhere, some, uh, a woman wants to be young again and she gets turned into a baby, that kind of shit. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, you I know, saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's, so all this is happening. Uh, and there's also like a little boy there, like a lost little boy who's running around. Is his name tab? It's not Tad. 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 It? tad. It's tad. Okay. Tad. There's a little boy. Tad. Tad is running around. Um, spoiler alert. It turns out you, the player character are Tad. You <gasps> are like a you are like a grown up Tad and you've been like kind of re like like trapped in this mansion. Oh my god, it's you, about
5: PTSD. This game went so much deeper than I even thought.
4: Yeah, because it kinda is. And then and so at the end you finally <laughs> over because you've solved all the puzzles, uh, you were able to overcome stauff and free yourself from this this prison.
0: Wait, but whether that first... means
4: the release of death or or you get to live outside, I don't know. I don't know.
0: You you die. You 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 yeah. go to hell. Uh <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> What's well, true but
4: then you hear that song
0: uh, 48 years yeah you years
5: made it 48
0: years uh. yeah playing the fucking game um <laughs> Stauf's, to, to to Mary's point about this being pedophilic at times <laughs> uh Stauff's tongue wraps around the body of the boy and drags him mm-hmm. towards the mouth of it's it's not, it, it's really, it would not pass muster today. Like, you wouldn't be able to sit in a room yeah. and be like, oh, I think the old man's tongue should go around the little boy. Like, nobody's <laughs> going to allow that to happen.
4: Um, that That's after. So that happens in that, this is during the ending. Yeah, the, he wraps his tongue around little boy. But before that, a woman <laughs> who is delivering, I believe, delivering Tad to him, uh, is uh, you know one of these one of these cursed uh, people Julia. who have been lured by his wishes, Julia. Uh, he barfs on her, yep. and she melts.
0: Yes. <laughs> who barfs so, like, he on her? Ac-
5: the boy barfs on south. South like pukes
4: Stalf. acid on her, and she dissolves pukes into.
0: It. Well, he doesn't need her anymore.
5: Yeah, yeah. I think, no. Right. I think yeah. she
0: also says something like, "I've been tricked." like it's like she thought she was gonna get the
5: boy too she's like uh, Epstein's uh what was Epstein's uh Roper Uh, right
0: (laughs) Weiger knows her name for sure
5: (laughs) yeah yeah oh man you kind of feel sorry for her in the end don't you no I'm just kidding
4: (laughs) um I I do want to yeah I I feel like uh you know we're uh, we're we're going we're going long here on this one. I apologize. But I just like this is that uh, I, I do want to touch on something here uh, regarding this game. So we, you know, this was a huge hit sold 2 million copies grossed 50 million dollars. <laughs> There's a lot of in pedophiles 1993. out there.
5: <laughs> <Whoa.
4: Yeah. laughs> huge, huge, huge game. Uh, so uh, the the developer, did you say Trilobite or Trilobite? I know Trilobites are a thing. Or are they, are trilobite, they Trilobites? Trilobites? Trilobites Trilobites are fossils. Uh, well, the developer is called Trilobite, and so and Trilobite uh, has this huge hit. They release a sequel a couple of years later in 1995, The 11th Hour, sells 1.7 million copies, also a hit. Uh, then things kind of fall off for them. In 1996, they released the, le- the less heralded games Clan Destiny and Uncle Henry's Playhouse. And so my quiz for the panel is how many copies did Uncle Henry's Playhouse by the mm. developer of The 7th Guest, Sell in the United States,
5: Uncle Henry's Playhouse.
4: It was called Uncle Henry's Playhouse. It was more of a of a puzzle compilation than something with a cohesive narrative.
5: <laughs> Devin shaking go with. his head. <laughs> I'm gonna He's go like, with. I didn't buy it. My hands are clean. <laughs> I, never, I never, I was never at Uncle Henry's Playhouse. <laughs> I
6: don't know Uncle Henry. Don't know the
0: playhouse. <laughs> I'm gonna go with um, six thousand five hundred.
4: Okay, six thousand. I got to write these down. Six thousand five hundred from Heather and Campbell. The,
5: this was this. The question how many in in like total? How many
4: copies did did it sell in total in the United States? the 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 previous the, their previous game sold two million and one point seven million copies.
5: Uh, yeah. Um, what this year was, was it released? Success. Again, sorry, I'm just collecting
2: 1996.
5: the data. Nineteen ninety six. Uh, yeah, I think it sold. I'm gonna go low. Five hundred copies. 500 what?
4: copies.: I'm going: go,
5: I'm going to go
1: high and say 10 million copies.)
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mary comes closest, though you all went over. What? 27 copies sold in the US. How no. devastating!
5: It's
4: it's an extremely rare game these days because oh, just no, no one bought the fucking thing. Can we play that flop.
5: next? <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my god! That's Even like so the creeps that few. probably
1: like were into this, were like, "Hey, I'm not touching Uncle Henry's playhouse." Like, no, <laughs> yeah. Shit. No, when once <laughs> they <laughs>
0: saw the tongue
5: the tongue wrap around the boy, they were just like this is even too much for me. You know? <laughs> I would never do that to a child. <laughs>
0: um anything else before we get to our final thoughts? Um I I ha- so we are now 2 weeks into what is this scary tober How did this get slayed? What yes, is this? Yes, yeah. How did this uh, get slayed? I October Boo. <laughs> uh, October Boo. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep workshopping it until it becomes the one. Do hear, everyone,
5: October Boo. <laughs>
0: um, I have yet to be scared in our scary month, and mostly I've been annoyed. And I <laughs> just want to. I just. I just want to put that out there. It, like I have limited time to play games and people on the internet were complaining that we got we fell away from our roots on this show and we've been playing games that we enjoy well guess what joke jokes on me because <laughs> I'm I'm fucking miserable <laughs>
1: <laughs> which you know you're not scared but that is sort of uh, a horror unto itself you know yeah, you're depression. not enjoying yourself yeah <laughs> this sort of like i an ironic punishment as it were yeah. you right know?
0: yeah no 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 i i the more the if you were to if i was to design a hell for myself no that's no, nah, that's speaking with incredible privilege because I'm I I, I I like I'm like oh I'd make it full of bad games no I wouldn't yeah I'd, I'd, it'd I'd, be this
1: but two nicks yeah <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man no I have nothing else to add oh I want to shout out uh so the
4: the developers of this game uh, Graham Devine and Rob Landeros the 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 two leads who conceived this. Um, uh, Landaris later, like re- revives a lot of these re-releases and make sure they live on, they live on. But Graham Divine has like a kind of amazing career. goes to it after this works Ow. on Quake. Um, oh, shit. and, and then he's later, uh, he later works for Ensemble and directs Halo Wars. Wow. So, you know, yeah, kind of a, kind of a big springboard from the seventh guest to just working on these massive franchises.
0: I like Quake. I love yeah. Quake.
4: Quake Three Arena specifically.
0: Yeah, I don't hate games. Just want to make that clear. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, we should get to our final thoughts on the seventh guest. It's time for our review crew.
6: Review crew. Review crew.
2: Boo. Uh, So (laughs) we'll say something positive about the seventh (laughs) (laughs) guest.
5: I knew I'd get you if I just drove it home enough.
4: (laughs) I love it. Uh, We'll say something positive about the seventh guest and give it a numerical decimal rating. I actually finished this game and I was, you know, I, I, I definitely cheated my way through a couple of the puzzles and the maze. Um, which I'd advise you to do if you want, cause cause some of it is some of them are very solvable, some of them are inscrutable. A bunch of the get them are chess puzzles that were apparently lifted from a 19th century German text book about chess. So they're like extremely challenging. They're you know, not extremely challenging, but they're like, you know, higher level sort of things that take just like a ton of moves to to, to figure out. Um so yeah, if you just want to see what this game was about, or you want to revisit it for nostalgic purposes, I would you know don't especially for the maze, don't be afraid to use a walkthrough. Uh, but the but where I bailed on this game as a kid was the microscope puzzle. I don't know if anyone played the microscope. Uh, apparently, it's optional, but it's basically you're just playing um uh it, it, you're just playing like a like a tile game uh. Again, but it, at, at the time, uh, it, in the original release, the AI was so fucking hard. That there was like no way you could beat it. And I was reading, like I was my memory of this, I was like reading game facts, and people were like saying like, like, like this A is AI is impossible. You just hit a brick mm-hmm. wall right here. Cause it's just, you know, what what is that game? It's basically Go. You're basically playing Go against the AI, but with like little microbes. Um and they and it looks cool, but it was just too fucking hard. I don't know if they nerfed the difficulty in a patch. I suspect they do. Uh they did, or I just got super good at this uh, somehow, but I beat this in two tries. So I was like, I can't. That, I I I guess my 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 positive thing is like that was just it's just such a satisfying feeling to finally get this monkey off my back and beat this game that uh, overcame me as a child and now I finally conquered it as an adult. Also, the FMV ascent up that fir- the main staircase, uh, which is kind of a dazz was a dazzling thing at the time. That that specific sequence is a memorable gaming moment for me. Um, mm. I'd much rather play last week's game, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Again, then play this game. It is a little, it is very janky. And a lot of it is very just uh, impenetrable and tedious, but it has, it's, 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 it's a historic game. And, and it's, it's like the, it's like Heather was saying, it's like the train coming at the screen. It's like the first hockey. This, uh, this game had some consequence. And so I'm going to give this a, a 7.0 for the seventh guest. Um, Heather Ann Campbell.
0: All right. Unlike... Nick, I did not beat this game. In fact, once I finished the first puzzle, which was the cake puzzle, I said, I'm fucking done with this and watched the rest. Watch the rest at a playthrough on YouTube. My favorite thing about the game and my positive thing for review crew is that the little boy... Tad is inexplicably dressed like a milkman for no reason whatsoever.
3: <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> I hate this game. I hate this era of games that uh, on CD-ROM. Uh I hate Mist. I I don't like this. I don't have the patience. And I certainly don't have the like I, I don't I like it's just. The the thing, even at the time, even at the time, like, even at the time I was like, I loved Zork. Remember Zork? Zork is inscrutable puzzles. And you're playing it by typing and you're using your brain. Like, it's not the puzzles that are the problem. It's the presentation. And for me, Mm -hmm. the presentation is a barricade to my enjoyment. Like, just, I'm like, please stop. Please stop. So... She yeah, couldn't I, beat
5: any of the puzzles. She she couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> She's really mad
0: about it. <laughs> I once got locked in a refrigerator. <laughs> That's not true. I was trying to heighten <laughs> from like how dumb I would have to be. Mm. Uh, let me try again. Let me try again. How, I'm, there's... 20 letters of the alphabet. I know all 15 of them. How about that, guys? You ready?
3: <laughs> Seem
4: pretty dumb.
0: <laughs> I don't... I, look, I don't... I, this isn't... We're never going to find a game... Although I liked Phoenix Wright. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know, man. There's, there's, there's something in games that I don't like, and this one hit all of them. All of the points. Mm. It's a 0.7 for me.
1: Wow. Wow. All right, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, I I'm on record. I also do not like games like this, I, and, and I especially don't like games, um, like that don't. I don't know. This didn't age well in the way that it plays, like at all. Like just even sure. with the issue that I I was like I had put like maybe at least two hours into it before it crashed, hmm. or you know that I exited hmm. out of it, then I had to do it again. And I I was like dreading that as a possibility. I was just like I, I already did I fucking did this already, uh, but I wanted to get it. A li- I wanted to do a little more. I didn't beat it, but I got past where I had been already. And then mm-hmm. I did a couple more things. But I I don't I don't know. I I like I like to think I'm a pretty smart guy, too. But <laughs> games like this humble me. It make me realize I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> like, like, even, even like, you know, I'm hearing stuff about, like, audio clues right one through one ear and out the other. I, he could have been telling me how to solve it, and I would have been like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude.
5: Like, <laughs> was it because he said it like this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, maybe I was too afraid,
3: actually.
1: <laughs> but this, I, I, if I had to say something positive, it's that I honestly really did, enjoy the um, the 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 skeleton hand cursor because it'll tell you Mm. hey oh yeah we didn't touch on that it's a it's a skeleton hand it's like it kind of like it tells you where you can't click which is helpful because the and also the clicking area is can be hard to parse so Mm -hmm. when you're like right in it it changes and it's like you can come forward it'll sort of gesture i'm doing it and i don't know how to describe this action
5: there was uh, like a, a there was like a, a whole five minute period of my play time today where I couldn't figure out how to get up the main stairway because yeah, right. the, the skeleton hand was there there are sometimes like um, there's like halos of light where you can click and yeah. sometimes there are halos of light that are on top of other halos of light and so you have to know like click on the top part of the halo and it, it just mm-hmm. takes a while sometimes.
1: And it'll either be like, uh-uh-uh, like that sort of gesture. You know, <laughs> I, like, that's the only way I know how to describe it. Yes. Or like, come here sort of thing. Uh, yeah.
4: Or go over there.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah. hey, check that out over there. Or, hey, right. see you that over there kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I thought that was at least helpful. It was uh, cool. And then in the saving component is a, is a Ouija board. Uh, and just to save myself time, I, I would always just write Ass. As the right. as my letters, so I would remember mm, like yeah. oh it was this one, and it will make me laugh when I would type. it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give this a you know the further proof that I'm a, a stupid a moron, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, adult, a numbskull, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a, a mm, I'm gonna give it a two, and I I, I never want to think about it again. Wow. <laughs>
5: great uh, all right so, Mary Matt Matt and Heather were too dumb for the game um, <laughs> Nick and Devin liked it because uh, it checked their nostalgia boxes and their uh, potential pedophile boxes and then um, the fuck? I I just like trying new things Poor Devin. so I I was into it and and, and um, I you know m- highlight for me is i think in hindsight is the maze and i think it's because it was so hard and so frustrating and it was the only puzzle i felt like i really um enjoyed like Hmm. the puzzles are either like a little too simplistic and they're really really easy to solve or they're like far too fucking complicated and the maze while it is complicated and hard Um, it was the one that I was sort of like driven to beat. And when I finally did, I, I, um, even though I did have to cheat, although cheating, cheating didn't even fucking help because it was, I still got it wrong when I was like writing down all the steps that you're supposed to take, but it felt like a real victory in the way like that. I think, you know, you feel when you beat like a big boss on, on a, on a video game or something. So the maze is definitely the boss of the game, in my opinion, um, I don't know. I, and then, you know, it, it brought me back to my community theater days. I'd give it a, I'd give it a, 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 a 3.75. And that's mostly just cause I don't really want to play it again. Um, but <laughs> I, I did have a good time. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty low score out of 10, but, I yeah, do, and but yeah, I and yeah, out of a million. We
5: never. Out, no, stands, <laughs> out, of a, out of a million for sure, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, my score stands,
0: <laughs> 3.75 out of a million. Well,
4: hey, those were our thoughts on the seventh guest, but maybe, we're wrong.
0: Maybe, we were, wrong. maybe we we're wrong. maybe we were wrong. We've got reviews that we've called from the internet, and if we had positive takes on the games, these will be negative reviews, and if we had a negative take on the game... These will be positive reviews. It's maybe we were wrong. And you know what? Maybe I was wrong. I've got mm. a review here from April 1994's Computer Gaming World, which was talking wow. about the games that you need to play on CD-ROM and their opening game here is The Seventh Guest. Consistently ranking high in our polls and a proven bestseller, The Seventh Guest is a CD-ROM showpiece and a title that has remained unchallenged in its 3D rendered beauty until the recent release of Mist on the Macintosh. Though classified as an adventure game, Seventh Guest is really an interactive puzzle-based drama, a game whose traditional brain teasers are woven together by the haunting story of the mysterious Henry Stauff. If you have a penchant for puzzles and want to see and hear some of the most exceptional computer graphics and music created to date, scare yourself up a copy of this game. Virgin Interactive Entertainment Incorporated for DOS, ninety nine ninety nine retail value. <gasps> oh, no. People are paying a hundred bucks for oh. seventh right, guest on CD-ROM.
1: I got this for 90% off. <laughs> <laughs> um, i I looked this up but uh, i had i
4: had this issue it's got star trek on the cover i want because I, I was a subscriber around this era so i 100 percent probably read that at the time in
0: 1994 wow oh that's sweet that's a l- little yeah. baby nick
4: yeah well no i mean not that young but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're in college right <laughs> Uh, I have one this is uh this is on Steam this is just a quick one that I have uh this is by uh uh Joe to connor um, uh, this is a positive review. I played this game when it came out twenty seven years ago and it's just as frustrating as before love this
1: game <laughs> uh, i have I have this a uh, quick one as well and it's from from Amazon uh it's from Ian McKnight and it they gave it five stars and the title is. Gifts for Grandpa. God is a gift for my father who played all the time when PCs first came about. Parentheses, I'm that old. So if you love puzzles, this is for you. And now they have a second chapter. Wow. Oh, this person. That's. She, I mean, I don't think PCs are. Pieces
0: aren't that old. I mean, um, they're as old as you. Right? Well,
5: I, I didn't have a PC when this game was released, which I think is probably why I didn't. Play it because my brother and I were really into uh, CD-ROM games, but yeah, we didn't we didn't have a way to play this one. So kind of old.
4: Yeah, I, I think I mean you know if the, if uh, my my dad's in his seventies now and I, he was like a pretty computer enthusiast guy I had a Commodore sixty four, but that came out in the eighties. So you know if you were yeah if you were an adult into computers when they were first coming on the PCs when they're first coming into homes, I think you you probably could be pretty old right now.
0: Speaking of Commodore 64s, before I forget
3: Mm
4: -hmm.
0: or not before I forget, I need to mention I follow a uh, retro uh, technology TikToker and I saw a Commodore 64 thing that I'd never seen, which is that they had a cassette tape deck, cassette tape deck. Oh, yeah. Put in a cassette and you press play and it would program the game on your Commodore 64. So you would wait hours and hours and hours and hours while the tape went from start to finish playing in silence programming your Commodore 64 and then it would finally load and you could play the game
4: wow yeah i mean that was that was in the day That's you know cool. we had 5 and a quarter inch floppy disks and so it was just another way of having more storage was having actual like tape like data tapes yeah we That's had one of those
0: i didn't i i i had never seen that and i was like i feel like i've seen a lot of Retro tech stuff, and that would blew hmm. my mind.
4: This is me learning that it was weird. <laughs>
0: no, I don't think. Wait, no, I don't think it's weird. I just was okay. Well, right. you know,
4: take it how I thought. You want. I thought it was like everyone's got these in their homes, like toasters.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> dad's computer tape deck. <laughs> hey, uh, that was maybe
1: we're wrong. It's time for the question block. Ba-ding! All right, this is from at Joey Magidson on Twitter, and they write. Do you think a successful horror movie could become a successful horror game? I know movies rarely, if ever, become good games, and games always struggle when adapted for film. But could it work? Always hold out hope for both ends of the equation will work. Thanks and love the pod. Thanks, Joey.
4: I'm trying to think of what, you know, the, 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 the alien games. Mm-hmm. are. There have been some decent alien games, you know? Even going mm-hmm. back to the the arcade beat 'em up um, but you know, people. I haven't played a- Alien. Alien Isolation is the new one, right? This the yeah. squad-based shooter. I haven't, I haven't played that
6: yet.
0: No, no, no. That's Alien, like Firestorm. That. Firestorm. Fire- Alien, oh, Alien Firestorm. Alien Isolation is the like the one where you're wandering around on a uh, uh, abandoned space station.
5: Mm-hmm. Not to bring up Texas Chainsaw Massacre again, but I bet that would make a really cool game because. um oh, yeah. I, I have a feeling it would. Um, you, it could strike some of the same chords that PT did, which is probably the only game I've played that I thought was really, really scary like, actually scary. Um, and right. like, I think part of what is so scary about the original, the Toby Hooper, um, Chainsaw Masker is the like, I mean, like 25 minute section where she's basically just like running through cornfields and it feels like so visceral, and then there's you know, it's mostly just her like running and screaming and, and I bet it could like sort of pull on, on some of the same sort of, you know, horror, horror chords that PT did.
4: Yeah. I think that's a good pitch. Although I'm just knowing video games, I feel like they just be like, ah, you're leather face. Right. <laughs> like they, they just make you yeah. leather face and you, it's just a power fantasy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think the, uh, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Maddie, anything come to mind? I know you, you like me are not someone who, who likes a scary game. We, we get too scared. Um, but is there a horror franchise that could adapt? Well,
1: I feel like, I mean, just even in like any, I feel like, well, paranormal activity, VR game would be the scariest oh. thing ever. It'd be oh. so oh. scary. Wow. I like that. There you go. Yes. I think that is a good like, pitch. If it doesn't exist already, it absolutely should. Um, and then i I for the other way or I mean I don't think this I don't think the question was, hey, also the other way around, but something about the world of Bioshock makes me think it would translate well to like a TV show, uh sure, maybe not necessarily a movie, but uh like a, a limited series um, and the, I always think those games are scarier than everybody else seems to i i I think those games are like capital h horror to me those are so scary um. But I'm also thinking, like, people. I don't know. There's like, I mean, The Shining. I, the, would The Shining be an interesting game? If The Shining mm. could be like 12 minutes sort of thing, that might be mm. might be a good version of. Uh, well, hopefully not 12 minutes, but The Shining yeah. might also
5: yeah. be a really good um, VR game. I think, like, thinking about VR horror games, like yeah. so, some of these films would would translate so well because the experience of like. Of actually being in a, a place and having to open doors, like to me, that's the right. scariest. Yeah, and and um and and like physically putting yourself into like that, like you know, shining hotel or or walking down those hallways that that seems really really scary to me.
1: Horror is like a no brainer to me for for VR because it's such yeah. a yeah. like it that you're you're, it's such an immersive experience immediately and that's like that's that's a home run yeah i don't want to do it but it sounds like it would really it would work yeah no no that would kill me
0: (laughs) you guys should come over and do it sometime sounds like you both would like it a lot i'd love to you know just come on over
1: yeah yeah you you're saying this so we could put it on and you could kill us for real (laughs)
0: What? Yeah. <laughs> boo, boo.
3: <Denali.
0: laughs> No. Abadaka, the way VR works is if you die in the game, you die in real life.
1: Uh, okay, I'll come over <laughs> uh, right
0: now. Great. <laughs> was the, <laughs> wait, was the question, I'm, I feel like I misunderstood. Was the question what horror movie would make a good game or what horror game would make a good movie?
1: Uh, the, the, the former, which horror, like do you think a successful horror movie could become a successful horror game?
0: Hmm. I, I'll just think
4: I'll, this, this does make me think of something else, not a not a movie, uh, but they adapted Harlan Ellison's short story. I have no mouth and I might scream, but I might scream, but I must scream. Wait, I have no mouth, but I must scream. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I must scream. It's something like that.
0: Ice There's cream, no mouth. you scream. I have no mouth and ice cream. <laughs>
3: exactly, you get the principle.
4: Um, but that they 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 adapted that as a as a point and click adventure game, and that worked really well because it was just so story based, and it also kind of had the like psychological terror. It really it really had you know hammered that home. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and again, not a movie, but the Telltale Walking Dead series, which I probably talk about too much on here. But I I thought that was really Wonderful. that was really well executed. Great adaptation. All right, I got it.
0: I got it. I got it. Ready. Okay, here's how mm-hmm. it goes. If I had money, time, and an indie development studio at my beck and call, I would make and release blank, unlabeled PlayStation One games and leave them at Goodwills. And it would be a ring game that nobody had ever heard of.
3: Wow! And if you were if
0: you were the kind of person who used to who would like be a a bargain bin person at uh, at Goodwill buying games for re-release on eBay or whatever. You'd get this game. You'd be like, what is this? And you drop it in your system and you start it up and there and it would be like the ring tape and then it would be a game and you'd go on eBay and you'd be like, oh, shit, how much is this worth? And there would be no record of it existing. That's amazing. And then no walkthroughs, no nothing. And you'd be like, wait, what is this fucking game? (laughs) And that would be my horror adaptation of a movie.
5: Wow. It's amazing. It'll never work now, though, because you've just spoiled it on the internet for everyone.
0: (laughs) Well, that's what I do. That's what I do on the show. I come up with an idea that could have made me a lot of money, and I give it away to nothing.
4: (laughs) Well, hey, send us your questions and send us your reviews of this week's game, The Seventh Guest. We will read some and play some on an upcoming episode of You Leave Us a Voicemail. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAYED. That is 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And our guest has been Mary Laws Boo. Mary, thank <laughs> you so much for being here.
5: <laughs> thank um, you for having me. Always a delight to talk with
4: you. Is, is is there anything you'd like to plug?
5: Um, I can do a, like a, a semi-plug because all the information isn't released yet. But I, I'm working on a show on HBO called The Idol, um, starring mm. uh, pop sensation The Weeknd. And uh, just announced today, Lily Rose Depp. And I think wow. that's about all I can say about it. But um, stay tuned for The Idol, which will be... Um, c- coming up at some TBD date.
4: <laughs> wow, look for that. And look for next week's game,
1: which we're covering on Get Slayed. Matt, what is it? Next week's game, Silent Hill 2. Go to hell, wow. everyone.
0: Fuck yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're doing
2: amazing.